for some reason comes up on this podcast like more frequently than other <laughs> subjects. Not a lot, but like definitely for a podcast that has nothing to do with the Flintstones. Yeah, and features I, exclusively people under the age of 60. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually was just talking about the Flintstones with somebody the other day and was like, God, we got to watch those movies. We're going to watch the original movie and then the Viva Rock Vegas. I was just thinking, I was literally just thinking this like two days ago because something came up with the Flintstones. Because I watched Me TV and Sven Gulli. I was watching watch Sven Gulli and Me TV has Jetsons and Flintstones and they ran an ad for them. And I was like, man, I got to watch those movies again. And then I was like, man, how come nobody ever made a live action movie where the Flintstones meet the Jetsons? Come on. They never made a live action Jetsons. No. Yeah. Yeah. That seems ripe for the, like I, there, there has to be some reason why that that's gotten held up for like 60 years because it it seems like it's a no brainer. The jungle. They made Georgia, the jungle. They made Dudley Dudley do right. They, they, you know, uh, they made Rocky like five Scooby Doo movies. Scooby Doo, like yeah. The Jetsons is right there, and we're living in a Jetsons future. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think now the thing is, if they made a Jetsons movie now, it would be too depressing because yeah, for would, all of us, it would be like this is where we should be. This is the future we wanted. Right. Well, also, so much of it is like, whoa, you can call your boss on the video screen. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, yeah, we reached that technology and it's the worst. Yeah, we we hate it, though. We wish we had not done that. Yeah. And also, instead of helpful robots that are part of your family, like Rosie, we just have like weird series and like, you know, AI. Yeah. I was on Melrose where I was getting this tattoo today and uh, they have those, they have like DoorDash robots that just go up and down Melrose delivering food. Have you seen those? Yeah. They're like droids. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. My, my friend told me that they, uh, people, people kept like pushing them over and destroying them. So they added big googly eyes to them to make people stop. <laughs> oh like, man. That, that's where we're at. Like Rosie kind of exists, but we fucking hate her. Yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. And she, and she, yeah. We, we, we fuck Rosie. Up. That's the thing. If you were to make a jets, a live action Jetsons movie now, it would have to be like a slow burn dystopian sci-fi horror movie. You know, they made like Flintstones comics, like yeah. recent Flintstones comics that are about like genocide. They're like yeah. really like heavy, serious. Yeah, they're, it's like existential Flintstones. Yeah, somebody was, I, I really want to get, I should just go to the library and get the trades of that because yeah, I've been I, curious I about it, it for years. Same. But so uh, why not just make the Jetsons, but it's Black Mirror. Like, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that would be a better movie than the movie that we watched for the podcast today. Oh shit! We should, w- Miles. It's been so long. I don't even yeah. remember how to intro the show. Oh, okay. Well, well, here we go. So, how about? Um... <clears throat> Wait, do you need my slate again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just excited to be back. We we're we're trying this new episode format, Andy, where we only drop an episode like every nine months. <laughs> so it's going pretty good for us it's, uh, I mean this the, this show we've been doing this show for about like seven years now 2016 and, yeah it's been a very and, uh, long time 
<laughs> and Miles and I just had a discussion. You know, we were like, it's already for the diehards. Let's see who the real diehards are. Let's <laughs> it's time to cull the flock. Like, let's who, who's really fucking invested? We knocked our triple digit listenership down to like single digits. Probably single. At this point. <laughs> nah, come on. You got true believers. You got true yes. believers in your fan community. You well, got right, people we'll that who... are gonna hang on. Everyone really wants to know what we thought of the prisoners of Ghostland. Uh and uh I'm so excited to tell them and uh excited to have you back on the show, Andy. I was trying to remember what uh what episode you were on before, but I couldn't remember. And I didn't look it up. The Wicker Man. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that was the Wicker Man was also the one where I didn't communicate, Andy, with you. And you showed up to my apartment and you were like, all right, let's watch this movie. And I was like, oh, well, no, wait, actually, we were, we were supposed to watch it before. <laughs> so then you came back uh, the next week and recorded it after that's we right. watched it separately. That's that's You right. know the rules this time, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although to be Whoops. honest, I feel like this movie would have been more enjoyable had I oh. had a cinematic experience with other friends or other people. You yeah, know? yeah, this is not a fun alone watch. No, uh, I well, it yeah. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I gotta say, for about like the first like twenty minutes, I was having a blast, and then uh, and then and, then, and, and then it. <laughs> It just kept going, and then I was like, "Wait!" And then I was like, "Who? Wait, who directed this?" Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miles, I, I seem to remember the, we used to do this thing where uh, we would hold up one of our phones to the thing, and, and oh, it would yes. make the panther sound. But uh, I'm I'm recording with my phone. Oh, okay. Here we go. I think this is what we want. Um, stand by. It's gonna yeah. play me an ad first, but you know what? That's just the way that it goes because hey, we're we're, our we're living in Black up, Mirror up to our <laughs> yeah yeah and I you know the way we've always done it is just is this way we've never downloaded the sound just play it off of the same Italian YouTube video <laughs> there's a 23 uh, second silence before the Panther War comes oh, in oh no Dave did they remove oh, it? did it get taken oh, down oh no they might have got they might have taken it down I can't the find Panther it Panther got a C and D okay wait Dude, a minute that's it that's it. <laughs> We're living in the Black Mirror. We're living in the Bad Jetsons. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, Fuck. I'm literally typing in Italian Panther because <laughs> if that doesn't get us there, it's gone. It's first, they, gone. first they came for the Panther noises on YouTube, and I did nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's gone. Okay, hold Bro. on. Well, oh, Andy, I'm sorry that you're getting... going to have to be our... our uh, our, our guest that's privy to this, but I'm going to have to audition a couple of Panther Roars really quickly. Oh, no, this is actually <laughs> exciting. <laughs> but, you know, feel free to throw your hat in the ring if you want to, uh, if you have an opinion about any of them, if you think some work better than others. <laughs> oh, that's that, so short. That, that's the one it's that too, we used. It's but too it's abrupt. a different video. It's not the same oh. Italian video, but it's the same Wait. sample. Gotcha. Uh, oh, I, I, just heard a, I just heard like a snip. Um, oh. Will you do it one more time? Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, maybe some of it cut off because right, of the fucking the zoom algorithm. This yeah. is the this is the black mirror that the Jetsons warned us about. Okay, yeah. there we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, that was a little. There was a little more on it that time. So. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see. I think I was choking it up too close to the mic. I, I. I 
I love this treat. This treat for the longtime listeners of <laughs> just <laughs> fucking dead air. Let's listen. All right. All right. Okay. Cool. That's the one. Cool. Let's let's dive into it. Um I mean, do we want to talk about what we've been doing the last nine months? Do we need to talk about anything? It, it, like, it's, it's actually completely irrelevant. I and yeah, it I, doesn't I, matter. We've so let's just get. You know what? Let's just get to <laughs> what, what anyone has been doing for the last nine months is irrelevant. Yeah, Who cares? chilling, whatever. If, chilling, having a great time. Yeah, I think aging, I can speak for all watching, of us. watching the the last <laughs> sands of the hourglass slip down. That's what I've been doing for nine months. Hell yeah. Um, you know time. And the passage oh my of time God, is actually dude. an important theme in the movie that we Which, watched. For <laughs> if you make a movie that's nearly two hours, you don't want to be reminding the audience of the concept of time <laughs> throughout it. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, boy, I, I really felt like someone was uh, holding the hands of the clock with some <laughs> rope yeah. and pulling it down. I, I could feel the, the prisoners of Ghostland uh, holding the clock back. We're talking about the prisoners of Ghostland. Yeah, well, the, the filmmaker has been uh, brought to light uh, in the time yeah. that we first talked about covering this movie and since release the, in, the, in the ensuing nine months. Right. Yeah. yeah, this this came out in 2021. 20, 2021. Yeah. Um and uh was made right before the pandemic. Uh and uh I think it is a reasonable guess, a reasonable estimate. I would bet money that this is the last movie that Sion Sono will ever get to direct. Yeah. Uh certainly with this kind of budget. Yeah, he doesn't have any upcoming projects listed on IMDb, no, and that's um, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so Andy, were, were you guys familiar with Sion Sono's work before watching this? Because I, I was a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I had seen, obviously, I'd seen Suicide Club. Suicide Club might have been the only one. That's the only yeah. one I've seen, and I didn't even realize yeah. it was the same guy until I read about this movie, and I was yeah. like, and I, I saw his other credits. That, so. That's why I was excited for this movie uh, initially. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, well, I I mean, I remember watching that in like the around when it came out, when all the like Japanese horror boom, the mm -hmm. J horror boom of the '90s, and uh, and feeling like it was like okay, like it was like like visually cool, but like confusing in the way that a lot of like J horror <laughs> movies are, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> um, and then I watched Cold Fish, which came out in 2010, uh, pretty recently, and. Uh, did not really enjoy it um which is a uh, like based on a true story of uh it doesn't fucking matter it's <laughs> it's it's a movie that like i watched and then and then read about the allegations of sexual uh, assault that he has been credibly <laughs> accused of yeah. um uh, mostly uh, uh, i think against the leading ladies that he casts in his film and like that is cold fish is a movie that uh, where he has several leading ladies who he puts through like you know sexual humiliation throughout throughout the film, and I was like, wow, that fucking tracks. That, yeah, this movie feels like that, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, it seems like yeah, there whatever the, the whatever subtext there was to it is not really that important because he just kind of wanted to do it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it feels less, you know, especially in this film too, like this watch, you know, I mean, it, it's my only watch, but it really 
Yeah, there's a lot. I remember when the accusation, when the allegations were announced publicly, when that story broke, and the film Twitter reaction that I was seeing was a lot of like, well, this makes some of his movies make more. You know, people were like, yeah, tying yeah, the yeah. art to the allegations. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you watch this and it's like what would otherwise possibly feel like, oh, here's a guy who gets it. You know, right. this is an indictment of, you know, the you know gender politics in our society. But no, actually, it's just a wish fulfillment fantasy for the on the part of this. Direct. He's just revealing his right. Yeah. His uh, what he's into to us into. Yeah, it's it, it's, uh, ma- it, it, you know, it's the Marilyn Manson thing where it's like, yeah. oh, OK, it, it was just on the literal level the whole time. <laughs> <It's> yeah, just... <laughs> which which is a big shame always, because I mean, always. for a lot of for a, a lot of reasons, you know, I don't want to be like, you know, free speech is the real victim here, because obviously, no, the real victims are the people he victimized. Right. Right. But, it is always a shame when it's an artist that works in dark material because it's yeah. it's it it sort of justifies some of those puritanical yeah uh, it makes know, the PMRC yeah seem reasonable and yeah. and it, it sucks <laughs> yeah and and just like I also this is this is not the greatest crime uh, around it but it's just it's so fucking boring like I I just like oh like it's the, like it's like really like really yeah like this you didn't you like the fact that you you're 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 dealing with these themes and whatever um it's it's not it's not the other way around it's not the way that I thought it was of like yes you are dealing with these really like edgy things because you have something to say it's like no you are pretending you have something to say cuz you just really really want to do this yeah you so. just yeah you just want to humiliate women and abuse power and and it's also obvious like that's the other thing about it is that yeah it's boring and it's obvious because obvious. there isn't any actual interrogation going on right and, i mean it you know, feels exploited you... like it it made yeah. watching this movie some parts of it i was like and we've seen some that, that was me shaking my head sorry for those yeah. um, <laughs> uh, you should insert a sound miles thing. shakes it no miles puts two thumbs up <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, made, it made me go miles puts two thumbs up his eyes bug out his tongue gets really long and he and, he, and i say a wooga a wooga um no yeah. no 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 miles is shaking his head and miles you can add a sound effect for that where it sounds like some like uh marbles like shaking in a jar or something yeah just so people yeah know. okay cool <laughs> um uh oh but i was gonna say and we've we've seen some we've seen some stuff on this podcast for some of these movies <laughs> Uh, yeah. and this one actually made me uh, pr- very uncomfortable in terms of mm-hmm. like that sort of stuff. This is on the same level of, of crime as like, it's boring, but like, I just like, you know, uh, th- there's a reason that people like go to bat for Roman Polanski. Like he, he made some of the yeah. greatest movies uh, ever and like, or like Stanley Kubrick made the shining and, you know, uh, Shelley tortured Shelley Duvall in the middle. You know, this is not that this is like, like which is to say like there are still discussions around like art but at what cost and this person did this and this is just like fuck dude what (laughs) you made this thing that no one wants and uh it is always stinks it is always refreshing when a movie made by an artist you don't want to support turns out to also be a bad movie that you don't have to defend yeah totally yeah like true it is refreshing because there are movies that I can't watch anymore that were movies I genuinely loved 
because mm. the experience of watching them now knowing what i know is like right i can't enjoy this i can't yeah, all totally. i can see in this now is the awfulness of the behind the scenes stuff yeah. and it's like and, trying to watch and, milo and otis yeah. <laughs> oh I know that's probably not what you were thinking, but that's the one that came to my head. <laughs> it's not what I was thinking, but wow. Yeah. Dark. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing though, is that I don't even want to name the movies I'm thinking of yeah, because totally. there is that, like, I don't want to have the conversation. I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to, I certainly don't want to give exposure to an artist who, or a filmmaker who turned out to be like a genuine, actual real life monster. Yeah. But right. You know, in the case of this, it's like, well, I don't really got to worry about that because I'm not going to be no. recommending it to anyone. <laughs> Never. No. It, and I'm and if, from the two other films that I've seen, like, I'm fine just being like, all right, well, I won't dig into that guy's stuff. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Like, it, it can't even be recommended on the basis of Cage either, because some of these movies that we see are bad. Yeah. They're just badly made or whatever. But it's like, OK, every once in a while you can be like well, Cage does this or Cage does that. Right. Or like, you know, like we got to we gotta talk about Nick Cage. So like, this is why it's good. But even his performance in this movie was like, I was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, <laughs> everything he's giving, he's given better in other movies. Yeah, 100%. You know? yeah. Like, yeah, it's interesting. Interesting that you, you put it that way because I, I watched this interview with him around this, uh, about this movie. And um, basically he said, uh, he wanted to make this movie because Sono was directing. He's he's a fan of Sono's stuff. Um, presumably not a fan of uh, the yeah his his sexual assault yeah. <laughs> non film stuff. Um, but <laughs> apparently Cage refers to Sono as the warlock of cinema, and uh, and that's what he says he calls him. Uh, and he he had just shot this one after Pig, which we haven't covered yet. And this came out oh, first. Oh man, um, and. Uh, and he wanted to return to what he calls his Western Kabuki again, which is, is what he's been mm -hmm. calling his like uh, style of a particular style of acting that he has uh, used in That's many right. films that uh, few other actors have followed him down this path. And uh, Western Kabuki is kind of exactly the right term for uh, this like Wild West uh, ancient Japan mashup this movie is. Um, and uh, what did he say? Oh, so I thought this was interesting, though. Um, he was talking about, like, just in general, he's like, you know, people, uh, wh why does he do indie films? And we kind of know he, he likes the, the freedom to experiment that he gets. Um, and, uh, and the trade-off is that there's just, like, no time, that you just got to be professional and on the know-your-lines and shit, which we know he's really good at. Like, all, all indications are he's, like, super professional and, and knows his shit. Um, but he, he, he said, he's like, I want every scene in a movie to be great, but not every scene can, can be great. Like, um, but if I can bring two interesting scenes to a movie, it's like an album with two great rock songs that I'm thankful. <laughs> and that, that, that explains so much yeah. of the performances that we've seen him do in the last decade or so. Cause we keep watching these movies like 211 or whatever, just, just dog shit movies. But there's usually one or two scenes where if it's not like a, good performance or a performance that fits the tone of the film like it's like whoa he is <laughs> there he's giving 
something. He's giving it. <laughs> and and I I am now going to forever think about that quote watching his yeah. stuff. I I mean, yeah. It, it's 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 just such an interesting approach too, like cuz that's I mean, that's I don't know if that's a generational thing, but for me that used to be the like if you would hear two songs on a record from a, from an album and if both songs were great, like specifically, if, especially in the radio days, if it was like two singles from an album, you were like, and they were both great. It was like, yeah, I'm going to buy that record now. Yeah. Cause there's at least yeah. two good songs. So that's, that's the Definitely. price of admission. So it's, it's just such an interesting take to have towards acting in a film, in a movie. <laughs> I don't think any other actor has ever said that. No, and and you can't. I mean, or at least in a past era, you couldn't like pull up a scene from a movie as you would like a track on an album and play it. But with YouTube, I guess you kind of can. Yeah, like, I, I mean, and, but it it also goes to show his way of thinking about. And you do notice this if you watch some of these later movies of his, where he he almost approaches, if not every scene, then like each act of the movie, where he'll like section it off. Like yeah. in 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 the way that he's trying to like externalize some sort of yes like hero's arc or something where he'll he'll change little things about the character or the performance like at certain points in the movie and then yeah definitely and, you, you know where like and and to the point where sometimes you're wondering if he forgot what set he was on and was doing something <laughs> from another part that yeah. he had done or something where you're yeah. like that doesn't really. <laughs> like line up but 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 yeah. again to, to dave's point you're just like oh okay well that was still fun to watch so well yeah, okay <laughs> i mean it's almost like the musician approach too because it's sort of yeah it's like he has these these whatever reference points he's using you know whatever his his process is he's definitely coming up with emotional tools that are or acting tools performance tools that he, you know, any actor's going to do this, use from role to role, some of the same notes, you know? But it's like, sometimes it's like, yeah, that that chord progression doesn't really match this time signature, though. Or you know what I mean? Right, like, or you're right. playing like, it's like you're playing drop D, but it's a waltz. And, <laughs> and you're trying yeah. to combine the two. And it's it's weird. Yeah, some, I definitely in this film especially noticed like a moment where it's like, oh, this is a thing I've seen him do a lot in other films, mm -hmm. but especially like this is like, okay, this is his caster Troy face. You know, yeah. that's what he's doing mm -hmm. uh -huh. in this scene. And it makes sense here in some way. I, I can tell it makes sense to him at least, whether or I mean, not it makes sense to me. Right. It almost never makes sense to the audience, but, but, <laughs> but there is an internal logic to him, to yeah. him. And you can tell, yeah. you can see the through line somehow, but that's why his shit's like jazz because it's like every yes, night, that's what, you know, which, which he and he, this is from his own mouth. Or, or no, David Lynch. Da oh, David oh, Lynch right. yeah, called yeah. him the the jazz musician of acting. Right. <laughs> and and but but it is true when you see it because the whole point of jazz is like, well, you're gonna try a lot of stuff and be adventurous, mm -hmm. and you know, sometimes that will be the greatest performance that yep. anyone in that room has ever seen. Right. And yeah. and other times it will completely miss the mark and that's yep. just the nature of the improv. Yeah, and, and the the performer just takes it in whatever direction they're feeling at the moment cuz that's what it's about. And so yeah, he's not I think he like he, he doesn't craft 
I don't know. It's just whatever he's feeling in the moment, he does it. He does say, uh, this was another quote. He said, um, <laughs> so he was talking about the Western Kabuki and how he was excited to do it again. And he said, when I saw the word testicle, I wanted to hit it out of the ballpark. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. He, uh, he latches onto that word real hard. He, yeah, yeah. And he, he's just, and apparently, um, so the, this is, is one of those scenes where it's just like, all right, he's going for it. And uh, he, his, one of his balls gets blown off by by the bodysuit that he's forced to wear um and uh he uh, apparently everyone uh, including his manager really didn't want that scene in the movie <laughs> but he uh, cage was extremely protective of uh sono's vision he just wanted to work with with sono really bad and because this is a saturn film his production company um, I think he was able to to do that and say like no he he gets final cut and no we're doing the testicle scene and oh I mean this is, talk about like Rocky Waters uh, but um, in the interview that I saw with him that again came out before the allegations against Sono came out he talks about that scene in particular as like relating to like Me Too stuff. And yeah. that it, you know, that it uh, is, uh, I, f I forget where he lands on it. Well, he doesn't, so, he, he, yeah. So what happens in that scene is his, yeah, please. He's, he's in the process of trying to take the mannequin skin off of Sophia Batella's character, Bernice. And yes, I realize if you've not seen this movie, that sentence out of context is not going to help I you mean, understand what's going on. It's okay, but to be fair, we're so far in at this point. I feel yeah. like plot is irrelevant. <laughs> it's pretty yeah, irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, it's irrelevant uh, just in general. For, this for, is for context. They're in the ghost land. All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, if you don't know what in the ghost lands mean, don't worry. The movie doesn't either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So yeah. So he's pulling the skin off of her because it's the only way to get her to snap to and realize she is herself so that she can speak her name into the microphone on Cage's wrist that will give him another two days before his, his suit explodes again, roll with us. Um, and he's, he's yelling, take it off, take and he's getting, yeah, he's yelling, he's getting like aroused, but also like angry in his arousal and f like he gets, he gets aroused while he's, uh, while he's giving her water. He's like dumping water into yeah, her mouth. Yeah. And, and, and he's, uh, I guess the idea is that he starts to get a boner yeah, while that happens. If he gets a boner, the, the charges wired to his testicles detonate. Yeah. And, and so this is a, a suit that, that her grandpa has put him in i yes. should also say played yeah. by bill mosley <laughs> yeah bill mos grandpa bill's mo bill mosley the yosemite sams of immorton joes <laughs> like that's that's what he he's immorton joe with a foghorn leghorn accent uh yeah. so yeah but even in the politics of that right like it's he's he's a, he's in the process of assaulting her uh, it's, and then his testicle explodes. So it's a commentary on male, you know, the patriarchy, obviously in, in that sure. way. And, and the, how he would put it, the me too stuff. Uh, but also when you, and, and it's also him getting punished for that. But when you think about it, the guy, how he's getting punished is through the implementations of this other guy who is revealed to be a predator and a creep. Right. So 
it's still like empty commentary because it's still just male ownership punishing the other guy for what you know what i mean like yes yeah it's still fucked up and also in that scene yeah that scene especially it feels less like commentary and more like a confession like Mm -hmm. it feels like this is how sono is trying to like work out his self-awareness about his bullshit uh which is like that's not an apology bro no, no, definitely not. Sorry. Right, let, let, no, no. Can, I, can we can I, we for a second though talk about the suit that he wears? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's a leather. Is it a one piece? It looks like a one piece. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a it, it like we first <laughs> we see him in it and it uh it, it's it, it has uh s- what, eight charges, six charges yeah. that look like six, yeah. That look like uh sort of like halved deviled eggs into like put into like a they look like uh, the pumps like hard from the hard-boiled Reebok. eggs yeah they look yes. like the pumps from the pump shoes yes you're right that's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what Basket they look balls. like yeah and uh and, and there's two on his neck there's two on his uh elbows uh, and then there's two on his balls <laughs> and uh bill and, uh, bill mosley yeah. puts him in the suit cuz he sends him off to rescue his granddaughter and then and then he puts him in the suit. He's like, you know, in case you, you have three days and, and then this will blow up if you don't. Right. <laughs> if yeah. she doesn't speak yeah, well, her look, name into the microphone attached yeah. to the suit, which also right. just looked like a thing that they like they stuck like a uh, like iPad or like, something. Like to I, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, the props, the props and art direction on this film was real punk rock. Yeah. It's very, it's very whatever we can get. So, well, I, I think we, we can even back up a little and just kind of, cause that's basically where the story starts. We can kind of, uh, at least set up the story. We don't need to lay out this whole plot because there isn't I mean, really a plot. No, it's, it's, a, it's escape from New York. Oh yes. yes. Uh, thank you. I was trying yes. I was like, this is like seven million other movies, and I couldn't think yeah. of one example. But that's it's, very it's obvious. It's Escape from New York, yeah. but also Sono really trying to be Yodorowsky. Yes. But also it's a Toyota commercial and it starts <laughs> as a musical and then forgets that it's a musical. Yeah. And uh-huh. um there's definitely some Mad Max Fury Road stuff in it too. Yeah, no, the the Mad Max like stuff and the Yodorowsky stuff was like super prominent. Uh, yeah, to, and I mean, so basically, Cage is a uh, uh, a notorious criminal bank robber type guy. <laughs> we don't really get uh, much uh, backstory on anybody or much of their internal lives or much reason to care about them at all. His so. name is Hero. Like, okay, so when I yeah. was watching the movie, I was imagining, because it's a Japanese film, that it was the name Hero, right? And then I didn't <laughs> no. realize uh-huh. until the end that, it, no, it's the word no, it's Hero. Literal. Like, he is the yeah. Hero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, dude, I hate it. I hate it when <laughs> filmmakers do that shit. It's, yeah, so it's really obnoxious. It's so yeah. obnoxious film school nonsense uh, um yeah and, film school kind of nails it uh. so he yeah so he's uh he's in jail in in some sort of ancient japan wild west uh mashup world where there are jukeboxes and modern cars 
but yeah, uh, yeah. It's, all, <laughs> it's, it's all the stuff. It's all super stylized, right? When the Sophia Patel is escaping or whatever, it's like, you know, this Japan, it's feudal Japan, but also Western. It's They call it Samurai Town. It's very stylized. It's very period and, and almost fantasy. And then... They just get in just a regular car, just a mid-sized yeah. sedan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and it's shot like I love that you said it's like a car commercial because that's the way it's shot. It's like it's fucking brand new, like so shiny. Yeah. And they're like doing donuts and shit in it. <laughs> this fucking mid-sized sedan. Sorry. Hey, um, it's but, hard yeah, to get an a- indie film finance nowadays. You know, you can, <laughs> yeah. if you got to move Camrys to get your movie made, you got to move Camrys to get your movie made. So I, they're supposed to, they're supposed to be like, uh, you know, he, he, Bill Mosley gets him out of jail. He wants him to go collect his granddaughter, uh, played by Sophia Batella, who, uh, she was in Climax. Oh, oh, I always think of the I new mummy. Think of her as the mummy from the Tom Cruise mummy movie. Oh my god, Andy! Yeah. I had oh, forgotten. Yeah, I had wiped that movie from my memory. <laughs> I was. I didn't even put it together the whole time I was watching this. And as soon as you Wait, said she's that, she's the mummy. Yes, yeah. she's the mummy she's from the, the mummy. mummy. She's the Dave, mummy in the mummy. Don't watch. She's this the movie, titular but, mummy. Okay. Done. <laughs> um, I would recommend. In... I would watch the mummy. Another. Well, I've actually seen that movie twice. I have this really weird sick fascination with it it's not good i don't recommend it but have, have you how many times have you watched the del toro uh wolfman movie uh four God, and i don't four. like it i've never yeah. seen it oh you don't, I don't like, like it, it okay. and i've watched it four times okay um okay so <laughs> she so so she's the the mummy is is gone and uh bill mosley needs her back so he he gets nick cage out of a cage I wrote this down. I think this might be the first time in his filmography that we've seen Nick Cage in a cage. You mean it took us over 40 years to get Cage in a cage? This is almost our 100th episode, Andy. It took us almost 100 (laughs) episodes to get Cage in a cage. (laughs) (laughs) It's all been leading to this. Um, But they they let him out of the cage, and uh, like in Mandy... He's in his tidy whities but it's like uh, ancient Japan, like it's sumo like a wrestler. Sumo, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you get to see and, a little bit of his butt. Yeah, and uh, and, and they, Bill Mosley strips him naked in front of all the all the people in on uh, the main street, and one of one of the women says, "Let me see your balls," which is <laughs> yeah. really good. Um, yeah, and it's it's also good foreshadowing for what happens to his yeah. balls later. Chekhov's yes. balls, you know what I mean. Check- <laughs> <laughs> There's also, I, I was thinking about, like, I've, I haven't ever taken notes about this, but there's just, we, we've talked about different, like, props that we would love to have from, usually, like, pictures of, like, Nick Cage as, like, a family man and, like, uh, like there's one in um, uh, Left Behind or stuff like that. I would be like, man, what happened to that? And the one for this one that I want is the uh, the sketch that the woman is drawing of him naked. Yes. But there's just like a oh, big blank where his genitals are. erasing it to because she has to make his dick bigger or yeah. something. If something anybody, like that. If anyone is listening to this that could get us in touch with the production designer of this film, we yeah. I, I'll, I'll pay them money. If they haven't I gotten want, rid of it, I want it. Triple digits, <laughs> triple digits. I want, I want that sketch. We'll start a GoFundMe, <laughs> dude. I gotta say, too, Cage, he's in good shape. 
Like, yeah. he's not like, I mean, there, the, there's not like no fat on his body, but the dude has continued to work out. He loves to exercise. Uh, and uh, you can like, you can see his six pack through when they, like, he, he's, he, he's built, guys. Uh, good for him. That's what I'm, <laughs> is, I guess. What yeah, I'm I mean, he's, this is, he's nearing 60 now. So that's, a, yeah. he's, you know what I mean? He looks great. He, this, you know, significant to the Nick Cage lore. This is also the movie where he met his current wife. From oh, what? I think that's, yeah. Yes. From what I understand, no the, she played one of the mannequins in the, when he was pulling <laughs> stuff off the mannequins. She's one of the mannequins and now they're married. Fuck. If I'm, yeah. if, if my research is correct and accurate. That sounds right to me. <laughs> Yeah, let's. I'm not even gonna look it up. That's just true. Let's just say it's true. <laughs> That's canon. Yeah, it's canon. Yeah, it's canon now. Um. So, all right. So. So. Uh, yes, yeah. Sorry. Uh, he, he, so Bill Mosley puts him into the suit, uh, and it lets and it's him like, know. The, one of his conditions is don't mess with the suit. Don't try to take the suit off or yeah. change the suit. Yeah, you'll you'll, you'll get blown up. I'm, and, you're uh, a doll, and I'm playing dress up with you. <laughs> he says, "Neck, arms, and balls, one at each testicule," which is <laughs> fun. Um, and so uh, now he's got to go find uh, Sofia Batella. Um, they offer him the Toyota Camry or whatever it is, and for he says some no. reason, yeah, he gets onto a little red bike and yeah. bikes away. And was then it, was that a cage choice? Do you think, Dave? I, no, I, I think I think he's like too into Sono's vision for this movie. I think that okay. that was probably like uh, it. Also, just like why? Like I didn't, I did not understand. It's a, it's one of, it's one of the first times in this, not the first time, but it's one of the first times that I was aware of being like, you guys, we got to move it along here. You don't need. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, 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 like, totally. Because what happens is he takes the bike. It's a girl's bike, by the way, and yeah. he rides off, and it feels like it's supposed to be a joke. And then the two guys looking on are like, that's so badass. Yeah, he's like, he's so cool. Yeah, he's so fucking cool. And it's like, is that a commentary on masculinity? I don't understand this. I but know. then it's like, what am I missing? Then uh, Mosley's henchman, Yasujiro, played by uh, Tak Sakaguchi from Versus, which is a film I recommend over this movie any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, famous, famous fight choreographer, uh, actor, I think director, like, big, yeah. big deal. Yeah. So he, and again, he would have been a really interesting protagonist too. Uh, yeah. I don't understand his character arc, but he comes back with the car and gives it to Cage. And Cage says, he looks right at him and says, almost as if to look at us and says, uh, Oh, I get it. Not much time, huh? And it's like, Yeah, yes. no, you should have cut this scene. Not much time. <laughs> also, this is also so unnecessary. Like yeah, yeah. It's like on the meta level, yeah, no, that none of this needed to happen. And on the character level, like, yeah, he just said that your balls would blow up if you didn't do yeah. this. Like, why take the bike? <laughs> you yeah. can't even you can't even fit her onto is she gonna ride on the handlebars? It doesn't make any sense. Makes no uh, sense, and it's not funny enough to no. be uh, to be worth the joke, you know? Did, did you notice uh as they as he went out of this city, there it pans across a sign that says blue fleur bank bank city yes. yeah which yeah. i think is the bank he robs i think so the, too yeah but bank city. is is bank city where they live is <laughs> it doesn't matter but uh yeah weird. well there, there was um, also a sign like a banner hanging up in the town that said 
remember, pay your taxes or die like a dog. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I missed that. There was some weird, there, there was like weird signage and like, uh, yeah. like bizarre there's, there's, Easter eggs in the background. Weird, yeah. There's yeah. weird everything going on so, here. So the plot has just kicked into gear and it immediately derails. Like, yeah. this, I, I, and up, up to this point, I was like, I was enjoying it. I even, I wrote in my notes, who is this movie for? But I'm asking with delight. I'm happy. I'm like, who, who, would, who would make this fucking movie? And, um, but he, he immediately goes to the ghost land. And uh, the, a big problem I had is that Ghostland, which basically looks kind of like the Mad Max world. There's like yeah. mannequins and people with creepy masks and trash and shit everywhere. It's like doesn't look that different from Bank City or no, wherever and, he's coming from. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. He starts because everybody at Ghostlands, which is weird because they refer to Ghostlands almost as if it's the Outer Lands, but there's also living in this demolished uh, wasteland village encampment thing, right? And but they're all going crazy and talking in unison and singing and and d making weird gestures at him and stuff. And he's like, you guys are all crazy. And it's like, I'm sorry, you just came from Samurai Town where the entire town paused everything to sing a song because the governor's daughter was freaking out with a toy robot. Right, and then right, a bunch right. of samurais tried to fight you uh, and a guy told you he was going to blow your nuts off. And you didn't say shit about any of that. But yeah, you're like, normal. you guys are crazy. It's like, no, they're just as crazy as the other folks. Yeah. No. And so that feels to me to be a crucial miscalculation that like yeah. Ghostland doesn't even feel different. It's just, we're just in some stupid, boring dream. Yeah. And, um, well, it can't, it yeah. can't get surreal and bonkers because it starts, it starts surreal there. and bonkers. There's no, ten. there's no contrast. There's no like, there's no Oz effect. You know, there's yeah, no crossing totally. over from a familiar exactly. world into an unfamiliar world. It's all unfamiliar and it's all kind of the same. Like, yeah. Yes. The punk post-apocalypse Mad Max world is all it's also just also obvious again. It's like it's like the the it, it feels first draft. Yeah. You know, I, it's I, been I post, done. Like, as we I said, wrote water world X Mad Max in my notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just we've seen it so many times. Yeah, exactly. It's all stuff you've seen before. There's nothing really new or interesting about it. Um, yeah. And um, if they're trying to do that, like, snobs versus slobs, like, you know, Elysian, like, class divide, Akira, um, uh -huh. Appleseed. It's a big anime thing. <laughs> but, like, you know, there's this society that's, like, the, the have-nots, and then there's the haves in Samurai right. Town. Right. But... There's not bank a lot city, to this. You mean? Yeah, bank. <laughs> yes. Sorry, bank city. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But there's no like I don't know. The whole place just looks like fucking trashy chaos. Like it doesn't. It's not spelled out enough. And so the the, the Ghostland. This is where we get into like big metaphor time. That and it and it's not. I'm not clear exactly what it's saying, but like no. Basically, it's like very it, he, muddy. <laughs> he comes into town, and we're seeing all the dolls and mannequins and whatever, and uh, everything's all trashed out. And there's this big, prominent curtains that show the an atomic bomb blast. And so it's like, oh, okay, it's Hiroshima, or there's some sort of 
thing about that. And then there, there's a big clock tower in the middle of town, and everybody, there are all these ghostlanders who are holding onto a rope that's holding the minute's hand of the clock from moving. And uh, I, I didn't understand this watching it, but reading interviews with it's Sono It's a doomsday afterwards. clock, right? Is that what it well, is? It's, it, Basically, yeah. it's uh, it, they're holding it at eight fourteen, and I guess eight fifteen is the time that the bomb dropped on uh, Hiroshima. So uh, maybe that's okay. a thing that if you're Jap- Japanese, that you'll clock that. I don't know. Um, clock it. S- hey. Oh, hey now, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's this very sort of blatant commentary i guess uh, about hiroshima and but like that never gets spelled out to me in fact like at some point you know i don't know i don't want to jump ahead and but i i don't know then the, he's just it's like i thought that the rest of the film was going to be him trying to find bernice but he basically finds her pretty fast and he then finds her right away and then the movie her. like it's like a, it's like when the animator reaches into a looney tunes to erase a bunch of shit like it's just like the hand of God comes in and just stops him for a second. It's like, no, you got there too fast. Now you're going right, to have a weird right. dream where a ghost is going to talk to you and oh, tell you your purpose. Fuck dude. I forgot and, about the long dream. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to, and that's on, that's in addition to multiple flashbacks. Right. Um, which like, I was waiting yes. for that whole thing to be tied up at the end, but then you find out that the weird mutant zombie is his partner. And then he like blows yeah. himself up. And then that's the end of it. And you're like, okay. (laughs) That doesn't, none of it makes any sense at all. I'm remembering now. He finds Bernice. uh, She's in mannequin skin. (laughs) He's peeling it off. He gets horny uh, doing it. Uh, One of his balls blows off. He jumps around going, ah, 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 (laughs) which is pretty fun. Um, He, and then he like passes out and, then we're treated to this long, long flashback to yeah. him, basically how he got into jail, him robbing the bank with his ex-partner, uh, whose <laughs> name is Nick Psycho. Cass- Psycho, played by Nick Cassavetes from Face Off. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I didn't recognize him. I, I forgot that they were in Face Off together. That's right. Yeah. That's funny. That's right. There, once again, there's no reason for this shit to be so long. Basically, they rob a bank... And Psycho shoots a kid for no reason. And the look on Psycho's face, like he's been wanting to shoot a kid for a while. Oh. There's not yeah. any kind of like, he's I mean, happy he, to K- do it. Cage like pulls his arm away with with the gun. He's like, what are you doing? And he re-aims at the kid. It's not <laughs> like the gun just goes off. He's, he's like, no, this kid's dying. And the kid just offers him a bunch of gumballs. He's, he's, this- and the gumballs go everywhere. You can. That's a moment where you can tell Sono's it's, like, fuck yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. So yeah, like good. slow motion. It's, yeah. it's yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Wayne's pearls, but gumballs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what that is. That's exactly. Sono being like, ah, I can't have a pearl necklace fall apart. That's Batman. What's what else? Yeah. Gumballs? Sure. Yep. Yeah, they're even more colorful. <laughs> okay, and this is where I start to like the is was Bernice as like a little girl or something as like a teacher? Yeah, was she so, there? What 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 was the deal with this? That's the governor's uh either wife or daughter with Bernice, but I don't know that that's true because, right, doesn't it turn out that 
the governor bought Bernice from I I think I'm right that, here the top hat guy yeah. that's creating the mannequins from the ghosts <laughs> God, I missed I, this but, part I think I was looking at my phone <laughs> who also turns out to be a creep and is calling all the women his little cookies uh, and yeah. but he's also part of the community like nobody is mad at this guy this movie, so I'm not sure if I misunderstood that yeah, I, I, well, that, that's the thing. Well, the other thing that for me that was kind of hard to understand was just that I didn't, it seemed to me like there was a lot of stuff missing. Like, I, I, yeah. I understand being like yeah. oblique is maybe Sono's yeah. deal. Like, maybe he just really is trying to not care about connecting the dots at all. And it's just like a yeah. style over substance thing. But I really was just like, it, it feels like there's connecting scenes here that just got cut out and they never tried to like, patch yeah. it back together I, the first writer from it and i don't know if it was a partnership i didn't look a whole lot into this but uh i saw some reference to this might have been on imdb again so who knows but the, one of the right credited writers it was something about how they'd been they wrote it like in the early 2000s i think and had been oh. trying to get it made since then so it took like you know over 15 years and then so who knows if another writer came on and changed it or how much of this is Sion Sano's vision? Like, right. what did he add to it? Because right. also a lot of it, it's like I had to keep telling myself, no, this is directed by a Japanese person because a lot of it felt kind of like white, savory, weird, racist, but like in a not as self-aware as Big Trouble in Little China kind of way. Well, like, I, I think one key thing to maybe what happened is they were going to shoot this movie in Mexico. In Mexico, yeah. And, and it was and it was going to be a more straightforward Western, but then for whatever reason they couldn't do that. So well, they had to they had, to shoot it had a heart attack in oh. uh like before before they began production. He had a heart attack and then Cage uh I guess moved production from Mexico to Japan to make because Sano wasn't going to be able to travel. Oh I see. So they had to change the story. So who knows what? I mean, yeah, like I I can't really picture what this movie was going to be it, as a straightforward <laughs> western. Cause... I don't know if this movie ever pictured what it was going to be on its own. <laughs> Period. Like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's this long ass fucking flashback um, that seems important, but uh, it, 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 not. this is where I fully like checked out. Um, and and uh, he then he's like trying to come back or he's, or well, he's, he, he's he, on the ground, but Bernice like really is really worried about him. Like, right. I don't, yeah, I don't understand. Well, she, like, he why? has a, I think, is this when he has the dream or is it? No, it's after they're attacked by the prisoner zombies, mm -hmm. uh, which yeah. I'm, are those the ghosts Are the mannequins, the I ghosts don't know. are the, are the people Nick Cage has killed? Are they the ghosts? Like, right. it seems like the word ghost gets thrown around a lot and I'm not sure who they're talking about most <laughs> of the time. Well, when, when, when psycho comes back and he's all like, you know, disfigured or whatever. And, uh, like cage is like, I understand it now. Like the, they're the, these are the ghosts of the people that we've hurt or something like that. Yeah. So maybe that's a Hiroshima thing. Maybe I figured that it meant like, you know, uh, him, the, them as bank robbers or whatever. Then it's like, wait, it's okay. Did they kill all these people? I, I think um, that's it. I think that they've killed a lot of people. And, uh, -huh. uh, 
So it's I, all about them. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. Well, land, but it's all about it's, them. Exactly. It's kind of weird that he's like, you know, oh, it's the ghosts of these people. They want me to do the right thing. And it's almost like, so this is a movie about redemption without atonement. Like, yeah. Wow. They come to him and he's like, yeah, they asked me for help. So I'm going to help them and, and it's fine. I thought they hated me, but they don't. And it's like, well, man, yeah, I'll, I'll, that's it, that's pretty convenient for you. <laughs> well, he atones by being the fucking hero. I mean, I it, it, it is the kind of by putting on a football helmet and uh, I don't know, kicking ass or whatever. I don't even remember I, what he does. Yeah, I, shit. He, he, he has a samurai. Sword hand. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He fights. He he gets his fucking oh, because then like later on at some point his one of the explosives on his arm blows off. Do you remember yeah. why? Oh yeah. I think it was he was uh, he was it was when he was being attacked by the prisoner zombies. So the okay. prisoner zombies show up, and, and yeah, I might be getting the order of events wrong here because the movie doesn't have a lot in the way of transitions. It's sort of just like here's a scene, here's another scene. How do they connect? I mean, it's Who all knows? one long fever dream in my mind. Like it happens all at once. Yeah, well, it's all about how time is just one moment. Time is a lie. You can't measure it, whether you're all about speeding it along and saying things like tick-tock, tick-tock to people, or you're trying to literally stop time from moving because you're afraid of your own mortality. It's all a lie. So who gives a shit? Um, sorry, this movie made me mad? Yeah, that's fair. So he, they get attacked by the prisoner zombies, and then he has a dream in which he's communicated to by, I think, the ghosts of his victims that are telling him the story about how the atomic or toxic thing collided with the prisoner bus. Right. Right. Created these mutants. And, and and, like this frustrated me because it's like, okay, I thought we were doing a Hiroshima thing and we kind of are, but now you're spelling out that this wasn't a bomb that got dropped. This is about a, an an accident i guess these are the people they killed with there there was like a train de- derailment or like a truck accident or something that was carrying n- n- atomic waste or some shit and it blew up everybody and it turned these prisoners into mutants this greek chorus of people telling the story was like really annoying yeah. it took way too long and then i just it completely muddies the uh the metaphor that I already was muddy. Like, I mean, yeah, there's none of, there's so many metaphors in this movie and none of them are clear. And look, some people can get away with that. If the movie is like visionary enough or striking enough, this movie is not doing the work to be interesting enough to get away with just not knowing what its metaphors are because yeah, you've got these kids singing about this or talking in unison about this event and this Yurei who's like clearly supposed to be like a a Japanese horror ghost, but is, is also telling the story and yeah, none of it, it, none of it's held together. None of it, it doesn't spell anything out or, or, you know, deliver on any of its implications. It's fresh. It's a frustrating experience. Yeah. And it's equally as frustrating trying to talk about it because I'm like, I'm like, when did that I I can't imagine what it's like trying to listen to a podcast about it. I mean, (laughs) nobody is. They've all turned (laughs) off. Yeah. Don't worry. No one is. No one's listening. Dave, we already established this up front. We've lost our whole listenership already anyway, (laughs) so it doesn't matter. This is for us, guys. Phew. That's a low, that's a weight off. Well, it also, yeah, it makes again, it makes no sense for Cage to take the bike, 
it makes no sense for Cage to uh, like once he has this experience with the ghosts and he comes back and he's doing the wide eyed Cage, like looking at God, I'm on mushrooms stuff. <laughs> where he's like, I know my purpose now, I'm fine. And it's almost like, oh, you've changed. And then he gets back up and just starts yelling at everybody again. All of this stuff. And I don't understand Yasujiro. Like, why is his sister is being held uh, as a a sex slave, essentially, by the governor. And the idea is that if Yasujiro keeps working for the governor, he will set his sister free. But she tells him he's not going to do it. And he defends Cage a couple times, but then at the end they have a big battle. Anyway, I don't yeah. understand it. No. Yes, I I my notes at this point in the movie were uh who, what, why, <laughs> rules, stakes, <laughs> characters. <laughs> Just like I didn't even know that that was uh, Yasujiro's sister. Like I <laughs> I missed that, but that I guess that's why she st- sticks around till the end. Like it's there's just like, like what? Yeah, there's one scene where they kind of like exposit that stuff, and I didn't. Un- I rewound the scene twice to rewatch it to be like I missed this, and uh-huh. then I still didn't get it when it was over. The only characters I really like in the movie are Susie and Ratman, and they're yeah. both barely like they appear and then they go away for a long time. Ratman rules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's some, what's that line, the line where Ratman, oh, he says, you're fortunate that the Ratman and his rat clan found you and brought you to Ghostland. Yeah. (laughs) Also, like, their garage, I want, like, a spinoff about, like, Ratman and his boy's, like, garage, where they, like, trick (laughs) out Toyotas in, like, some Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see them pull a Fast and Furious heist. Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Yeah, they should get like, those guys into the Fast and Furious yeah, franchise. Yeah, put Rat... Hey, you fucking cowards. Put Rat Man in the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> it's a good chop shop for, uh, for fucking Celicas or whatever. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I don't know. I mean, somewhere along the line, the movie ends. Like, I don't... They, it's, uh, I, think, Cage, Cage, I think it's when the clock uh, blows saves up, right? The, the people that he killed, <laughs> I guess. He, he tears down the clock tower. And... <laughs> well, yeah, they, that's the other thing, is they, they're afraid of time moving because, oh, if time moves, it'll all explode. And then... Then once the governor dies, they're like, okay, time can move again. And then it, it explodes. The whole town explodes, or the <laughs> the encampment where they are explodes. And you're like, so so what? Why did you, why did you wh- let it go? In, why did you let it go to explode if you were afraid of it exploding? Also, what does any of this have to do with the governor? Because they, they needed a white savior to do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it really cause, cause feels it's not, like that. Because Andy... It's not about them. Sure, they died. Sure, it was tragic and whatever. But the story is about the hero. It's about the guy who killed them and his <laughs> redemption. And it's See? about it's it's not about the people who you sexually assault. It's about the way that you make a great movie that yeah. makes them a star. And you you and it's you're about responsible you. for their career. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. On, that's you're the hero. You're the hero. Yeah, it's weird because that scene too where he finds uh where he runs into Psycho and they have their like, oh, is this gonna be a showdown? And then it's like, no, we're bros. <laughs> Psycho <laughs> says the real predator is the governor. 
And it's like, wait, hold on. Uh, you literally murdered a child. You literally <laughs> shot a child in the fucking heart with a gun. You Look, are also the predator here. Andy, we're, we're never going to get out of the ghost land if you just keep dwelling on the past, man. <laughs> you got, look, time, tick-tock, time waits tick-tock, for no tick-tock. one. Time changed, waits for no baby. one. I've changed. The ghost said they love me. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Long live the animal farm. Shut the yeah, fuck shut up. <laughs> you can always tell when it was a stunt performer. That, that, to me, was very obvious. I don't know if you guys were, like, watching it yeah. that way, but I was like, yeah. Cage would do, like, one punch, and then it would cut to, like, a shot from behind where he'd do, like, a front flip and, like, <laughs> knock two guys' heads together and then do, like, a parkour Yeah, I don't think move. he's doing his own stunts and then And then he'd get up, and then the t- angle would switch to the front again, and Cage would just jump into place and be like, huh. And you're like, all right, guys. Like, <laughs> I understand that you probably didn't have the like, you know, the biggest budget for this, but you could try a little harder to like mask yeah. the fact that he Cage, can handle. Like, a, he can handle a samurai sword. Though. Yeah, well, that's I, the thing. I, I like watching his sword play. And like in yeah. some of the shots, you could tell it was Cage, but then other times when it wasn't, it was like very obvious. Which I'm yeah, like, yeah. I wonder if they tried to shoot more of it because again, Dave, to your point, he's fit, and we know that he enjoys stunt work and like stage fighting. Like that is part of the job that he really likes. So I feel like yeah. maybe he tried to do more of it, and then when it didn't look good, they were just like, <laughs> "Oh, we got to just get someone else in there to do it." Yeah, I wonder. Uh, well, yeah, let's let's talk about uh, just little little bits and bobs because i you know i think we're i'm done with the story but i've got a couple little things <laughs> i think um, i'm done with the movie can we talk yeah. about pig now <laughs> um did you notice that uh when uh when uh cage first meets the rat man he he's like i'll karate chop you and he goes hi fucking hi, yeah fucking yeah yeah was that a callback to deadfall i think so i think so too have you seen deadfall andy I have not. Dude, you gotta oh watch Deadfall. It's one okay, of the yeah. it's one of the all time great Cage performances, like hands yeah, down. It's, it's incredible. It's and the whole rest of the movie Shit. is it's directed by his brother Chris Coppola, and um, it's like even even aside from Cage in it, it's like one of those movies where you're like you if you tried to make this movie, you couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sion Sono wishes. Yeah. He wishes yeah. he could make something that makes me feel the way that I feel when I watch Deadfall. Um, yeah, so uh, anybody listening to this that that uh, hasn't seen Deadfall, turn this off and go watch that instead. Yeah. Um, yeah, watch definitely watch that instead. I've not seen it, and I'm saying watch that yeah. instead. Don't watch this movie. No, no. Don't do what I did. <laughs> here's here's a thing, a moment that I liked. This is very small, but uh uh, when uh, Yasujiro, I think, puts a guy's head in a paper lantern and yes. slits his throat yeah. Yeah, and, pushes and he the sword paints the inside of the lantern with the his blood, blood spray. Yeah, that was the cool. Blood that was cool. Up. Yeah, that was cool. There are a couple cool things. I do like that the detonators actually go off, that the charges actually go off and he gets his arm blown open and he loses a testicle. Like that is yeah. fun when you show me a payoff on these stakes, right. when you actually Except like it, crank it, that it, it like barely slows him down. Like, well, that's, it, it's, I mean, like he loses a ball and he's like, owie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he, well, then he yells at it. He's like, I lost my fucking testicle. Yeah. Right. Um, right. It's, it's like every good idea this movie has in that, 
it has the idea and then it doesn't bother doing anything with it. It's just like, here's the idea we had and moving on. And so it forgets, you know, to pay off stuff like that. Or the fact that it, it would be an idea that like, and you don't need any of the like bank robber shit or dead kid stuff to make this work. This idea that he is a man being fucked over by his own anger, you know, like that's the thing, like the, the, this, the rules about the detonators, like don't be aggressive with Bernice. Don't yell at Bernice. Don't try to hit Bernice. Don't, don't get a boner over Bernice. You know, like these, these checks that are being put into the idea of male anger, male entitlement, like that kind of shit. And that, the ideas he has to overcome that way of thinking to solve the problems in this movie is a really good idea that it has for exactly five minutes. <laughs> and then it forgets that idea entirely. Yeah. And I do think that it is, uh, I mean, I'll be a hundred percent honest. I didn't see the samurai sword hand coming. Like maybe I should have, yeah. but like, it was just like when that happened, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess this should have happened like, a lot earlier because it would have made the movie more interesting to watch. Yeah, I was like, where was that 20 minutes ago? Yeah. That, that, it yeah. seemed like they really held that close to the chest until well past the time that it would have been appropriate. But yeah. um, whatever. Uh, and then also well, and they could have done like stuff with like having the rat man maybe trick him out as he goes on, you know, right. like he loses more parts of his body and has to like get, you know, new attachments or something like yeah. Yeah, but build Make with that's a little Iron Man. Yeah, I did like his uh, his. It's it's because I am radioactive. That monologue, yeah. <laughs> like that was that was kind of funny. He, he his his delivery of that monologue was made me made yeah. me laugh. Uh, it was also an interesting choice to shoot the whole thing in like very like a extreme close up. It was like yeah. right up against his face for almost the entire monologue, which was like yeah. a really weird choice. I don't know why they did well, it that I, way. I think like the thing with Sono and uh, directors like him is, and I don't mean <laughs> rapists. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but di- directors who who get the kind of uh, plaudits that he got for, for most of his career is like he makes bold choices and if you make enough bold choices in a movie like suicide club like yeah. there are going to be people who are like i don't know why you did that but i've never seen anything like it yeah and, it's um and, and so like i mean it, i think that's a thing that you can kind of always if if there's a lot of like especially like bad boy directors who like that's mm-hmm. kind of their thing it's like you know, you may not like every choice that I made, but nobody else is going to dare to do the things that I do. And I think for me, like Sono, the 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 two films that I saw, I was like, all right, I am one of the people who doesn't like those choices. <laughs> like, it's not working for me. But I do appreciate yeah. when people do it. I appreciate the impulse. What yeah. sets a really great filmmaker apart from like a hack to me, though, is yep the whether they're willing to explore what's under that impulse like where that impulse comes from and to do something maybe different with it that's not as obvious or as like purely sensationalistic it's because it's that like 
genre equivalent of the water cooler moment on a television show where it's like, if I do three memorable things in this movie where people are just going to be like, wow, that was fucked up. I was high yeah. and this crazy thing happened in this movie. You know, it's the, the, the Troy Duffy's of the world that have that kind <laughs> of impulse, you know, yeah, and don't do anything really interesting with it. And, and I think that's Sano like as yeah. well, you know, I haven't explored his work and now I'm not likely to, no. uh, I was, I had to do, I did an episode of, I was on an episode of Goods from the Woods or uh, one of their Patreon podcasts where they, we did Suicide Club. And after that, I was like, oh man, I really haven't seen a lot of Sano's work. I need to explore that more. And then the allegations came out and I was like, yeah, I'm good, I think. Yeah. And having seen this movie now too, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I appreciate the impulse right. to do that with your film, but I don't. The yeah, it's the same where it's like, yeah, I don't like that choice. I don't like what you did with it. You didn't right. do something interesting with it. And that's this whole movie. So the, the on, on the posters for this film, the, the rather than any critics saying anything, they have a quote from Cage where he says that this is the <laughs> wildest film he's ever made. Um, do, do you guys agree? Is this no, the wildest film that Cage Dave, has ever no, made? Dave, not even close. Come on, man. Like, this is not even close. And even when it is wild, I don't believe that it's Cage's best representation of that either. He's done all of this better in other movies. And I'm sure he will yeah. again in the future. So if David Lynch is on your filmography, uh, <laughs> you don't get to call this the wildest thing you've ever I mean, done. also just to use an obvious recent example, Mandy to me is a much, yeah. much this, more this, imaginatively this like, a, like wild film than this. I mean, I'll, I'll agree with that. And I don't even particularly like Mandy that much, but I, I mean, Mandy has uh, a similar sort of, uh, it, it has a structure that you could compare to this where you have a hero who has to go through uh, sort of like levels of hell or whatever, sort of mm -hmm. facing different challenges and stuff. But it, it really holds together <laughs> much better than this. It's just, a, it's it's a really like, I, I thought about that movie a lot actually watching this. It was sort of a yeah. goofus gallant situation. <laughs> yeah, this definitely did make me appreciate Mandy more yeah. for sure. And I don't, again, I don't hate Mandy. I just, it's one of those movies that like the hype for it going into it. And I saw it in the theater because when they were, when it was playing in LA, there was like, it was sold out. I went to Santa Monica to see it. It was only playing in like one theater. I went to Santa Monica and it was sold out. And then it was like, okay, well now I fucking have to go. So like the three days later I went back and saw it and I was a little lit down. I still love the first like half. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. I, I, I don't know I why I, we're, we're big fans, but uh, I, yeah, it's not. Well, and I understand. I understand. I understand yeah. why people love it as much as they do. It's just like the second half doesn't do for me what it does for other people. But yeah, I, I, get you. I did watching this. I was like, oh yeah, I appreciate that movie a lot more. What that movie was saying a lot more right. because it's. I right. feel like it has some of the same things on its mind, but it's doing a much better job at being clear about them. Totally, and, and it's a it's a much deeper movie. Like the the like, it, yeah. it's treading like metaphorical waters and not spelling everything out. But yeah. it's it, it, I think its intentions and the things that it it churns up it, yeah. are like much richer. <laughs> and if you're gonna do the art cinema thing, right? The like, I'm not so into the story and the characters as much as I'm into the vibes and the visual aesthetic. You know. 
that movie is far more interesting by those oh merits God. than this yeah. movie. Like it's not, and that's not even close. Not even close. Know? So it's, um, yeah, this is a shame. Although I do love Nick Cassavetes saying, you ever burn in hell? Oh yeah. You ever right. burn in fucking hell? Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I, here's the last thing in my notes about this movie. Um, and this is, this is from an interview I read with Sono. And I, I honestly, I don't know what to do with this information. Um, I don't even fully understand why this came up, but I'm, I'm sharing it with you and our listeners. Um, apparently Sono's favorite movie. Can you guys guess what it is? Oh, I actually read I this. I think too. I read. Yeah. I think I read this too. Yeah. His favorite movie is, is babe. Oh no, that's not what I read. I read his favorite Nick Cage movie. Holy shit. What? I mean, that's George Miller, Mad Max. There you go. Mad Max. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's like, Mad Max was all right, but babe, that's the one. Um, <laughs> his favorite movie is babe. And not even he, babe Two, pig in the city. No, I, that's what I was like. Not even Babe Two is the first one for you. Pig in the Ghostland. Babe Two has a lot more in common with this movie than <laughs> than even the, the first land. Babe. But hey, Nicholas Cage was in a movie called Pig. Can we please get Pig in the Ghostland? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so Sono really likes the idea of a double feature with Babe and this movie. You're he says, kidding me. Really? Great idea. That's exactly what I want to try to do. I don't, I don't know what that means. What? Dave, I can't. I'm Hopefully nothing. It. Because hopefully he's done making movies. Are you serious? He's yeah, like, I mean, it's why? never going to happen now. But, like, uh, oh, man. It's so confusing because I don't know the through line in his, like, the emotional or thematic or anything. I don't, for whatever reason, he thinks that these two movies would go together really well. And I don't think he was trolling. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm good at stretching stuff like that with, you know, connective themes. And yeah. even I'm I'm, like, coming up with nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I should say. I should rephrase that. I'm very good at bullshitting shit like this, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I'm not coming up with anything. I mean, uh, you know, maybe both movies are about not belonging. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, if Susie's your protagonist, yeah. that makes they're they're about outsiders that uh that people uh <laughs> underestimate. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Except nobody underestimated Cage. That's the whole thing. They have these moments of like, you know, groups of Japanese people like singing or speaking in unison. That's sort of like this almost like reflection of the collectivist, you know, social focus of Japanese society. But then we'll be undercut by being like, but you're our hero (laughs) to Nick Cage with like, you're a rugged individualist that's going to save us. Yeah. Is there something like that in Babe? I don't (laughs) know. <laughs> um actually babe is very much uh the the specter of uh the crimes that uh the japanese had perpetrated on them and perpetrated in world war ii the atomic bomb mm-hmm. it really looms heavy over that movie if you read into the subtext that's i can see that yeah yeah um all right that's that's literally <laughs> all i have to say about this movie uh do you guys have anything else that's about it. I think we covered it. And yeah. then some. I mean, I think it's summed up in uh, one scene where Nick, where Cage asks what the blue butterfly means, because there's some concern over a blue butterfly. And mm-hmm. somebody says, oh, it means you're going to die. And then an old guy chimes in with, it doesn't matter anyway. 
And there you go. That sums yeah. up. And they never the mention it again. Experience of this film is it's that there it is right there. What does any of it mean? It doesn't matter anyway. It doesn't matter. Uh, time is important. Watch something else. Watch Deadfall. Watch yeah. Dead. I'll watch Deadfall. You should now. watch it. Yeah. I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. W- watch it and let us know what you think. <laughs> um. Well, Andy, thank you for coming on. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And, thanks. Uh, the, the returning champ. Yeah. Um. And oh, do, do you have anything to plug be- before we yeah. go? You're you're on numerous uh, podcasts. If you want to. Yeah, we've got a, a season of the podcast. You don't even like this band. Uh, we're we're we just finished the Fleetwood Mac season. I don't know what we're doing next. Uh, but you can check out past seasons of that, in which we cover Limp Biscuit, Corn, Oasis, Steve Earle, and Steve Irvana. Nice. And yeah, ah, yeah. I like the Steve Earle season, I think, was my favorite because I got to listen to a lot of Steve Earle. Yeah, he was. Um, he's so good. And then uh, Look Good for the Boys is currently in its fifth season. We are wrapping up our Pride Month coverage of the films of James Whale right now. And I think next we've got our Shark Week, our yearly annual Shark Week episode. <laughs> and then we'll be doing our, our second annual Not Shark Week episode. Those are what you can look forward to. It look good for the boys and ghoul school. Uh, you know, it's if you've you probably noticed, I haven't put up an episode in like six months. You're following our model, right? Yeah, I'm <laughs> I, I'm taking a I'm taking a page out of the uh, Heat Seeking Panther book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, it's it's working gangbusters for us. Yeah, well, I just hope to have some of the same success over at Cool School. <laughs> That you've enjoyed. So <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe eventually that'll come back. I'd like to have you guys on again, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to, if you want to come up with another movie you'd like to do. Yeah, that would be uh, great. I'm down sure. to do another Everyone one. Everyone should yeah. listen to the episode of Ghoul School that we're on. We do uh, Dead Alive and... Uh, um, darkness. Darkness, yeah. Darkness. Yeah. Leaf Yonkers <laughs> Darkness, which... Was it announced as coming to Blu-ray like around the time we did that episode, like what, four years ago? Four years ago. Yeah, it feels like a lifetime at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's still not been released. So I feel like I have to have you guys back when it comes out. It, the yeah, curse right. will break and they'll <laughs> yeah, release, yeah. Arrow will release Darkness because, yeah. The curse of Yonker. We, we have to break it. <laughs> All right, Andy, the last thing uh, I want to ask of you is, will you give us your best panther roar to take us out? Oh, yeah, I forgot. We did this last time. Last time I did, like, a phlegmy thing with it, didn't I? I tried to, like, do, like, a back mm-hmm. of the throat well, deal. Well, yeah, if, if you want, you can kind of, like, give us a little backstory about what kind of panther you are, like, maybe what the situation is. <laughs> oh, wow. I get to create a character. Yeah, we yeah, find yeah. that it okay. helps to use some, you know... Um, some some sort of like actor exercise to really get in touch with your inner panther and uh i think that the more specific you are about you know his his past events okay i think i've got it i think i've got it so this is a panther who has just watched a nearly two-hour film that constantly reminded him of the uh fleeting nature of his of of his time on this planet (laughs) Uh-huh. And was directed by a credibly accused predator. Okay. All right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
at the end by the way way. canonically this character that was the last sound that panther made on this earth (laughs) (laughs) he is is in the ghost ghost land 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 land